Hello and welcome back. This is Janya Wongsopa. I am an evolutionary astrology student, an embodiment teacher, and a soul guide. This is an astrology forecast for Monday, January 17th to Sunday, January 23rd of 2022. This is an exciting and perhaps challenging time for many of us, especially those in the education and healthcare fields. My heart goes out to all of you experiencing the pandemic burnout and the long haul COVID. It was so interesting to see vastly different approaches between the two northern states, Idaho and Montana, and Canada, where I traveled to during the winter holiday, how they handled the pandemic. In the states, none of the locals we saw, except for a couple elderlies, wore a mask or practice social distancing, including hotel and restaurant staffs. In Canada, Alberta and Saskatchewan, where I was, everybody wore a mask and you could not get in any restaurant without presenting your vaccination card or an ID to verify it. It's helpful to think of the pandemic as a marathon. We need to pace ourselves, whether or not we agree or disagree with what our governments approach the pandemic and how to handle um, the spread of COVID. We need to pace ourselves by coming up with strategies and protocols informed by experts and our own unique situations. During the winter holidays, I came out of over a year-long retreat where I spent my days largely alone at home in my garden. It was the most mentally detoxifying and physically grounded period in my life. I am in a new phase now and though still cautious about mass gathering, I am happy to once in a while travel and regularly go to grocery stores and restaurants, meeting up with friends, as long as I can practice social distancing. I'm not at all fearful of COVID, but I feel for the healthcare workers who are highly stressed and completely overwhelmed. I want to do everything I can to lessen their workload. Our household just invested in some N95 mask. We have some COVID home test that my partner's European-based company has provided for their employees. These tests will come in handy before and after group gatherings with family and friends that I hope to experience sometimes this year. 
it may be possible for me to hunker down and avoid physical contact for two or more years, but it isn't healthy for my psychological health. I am feeling refreshed and optimistic now and throughout the road trip during the holidays, largely because it had been a long time since I went anywhere and saw more than just a few people. We are social animals after all. Yet it isn't wise to disregard the mounting evidence of the large number of people who have and are suffering from COVID, nor is it kind to take a refuge in conspiracy theories. Since I am not on social media like Facebook and Instagram, my social circles are rather small compared to those with hundreds and thousands of online friends. Nevertheless, I know of several acquaintances and some distant relatives who have suffered from COVID. I can attest that the pandemic and COVID are real. Conspiracy theories are simple explanations for unclear, not yet known, discovered, collectively agreed, or complex reality. I'm not saying that any of the conspiracy theories has no truth in them. I am suggesting, however, that whatever theories we believe in, if we are living in fear, we become rigid in our beliefs. And it is the rigid mindset a desire for predictability that is the main cause of our mental and emotional health and relationship problems. The more flexible the mind and expansive the perception, the more capable we are at being mentally objective and the more available we are to connect with others at the heart level. As we move into later days of January, we encounter more intense planetary transits, regularly checking in with the muscle tension between the ears, both across the front and back of the head, and scanning for mental tensions rigid and problematic thought patterns is necessary if we want to manifest a life of health and contentment. Being open-minded allows us to see a deeper and more loving connection between us and them. As our soul evolves, we come to know that there is no them. If we believe that the world is full of deep state conspiracies, oppositions, fears, and hatred, that is our 
reality. If we see that the world is full of love and people who try to do and live the best they can, that too is our reality. They are us. The inner world reflects the outer world and vice versa. The theme of this week's astrology is ecosystem wisdom. Because this week we are entering the Aquarius season and Aquarius relates to the mind and the various systems humans interact with and cultivate to further humanitarian projects. As my evolutionary astrology teacher, Sabrina Monarch, shared in her weekly astrology, Aquarius, quote, can relate not just to what we are thinking, but what we are thinking about what we are thinking. This week, the sun leaves the Capricorn sign and enters Aquarius. Accompanying this podcast is my blog and newsletter I send to my email subscribers. In them, I include a gorgeous visual meditation of sun in Aquarius captured by the German photographer Olaf Otto Becker who traveled to Greenlands, and let's see if I can pronounce it correctly or at all, Ilulisat Ice Fjord for the first time in 2003. And on a side note, if you don't know me, I was born and raised with Thai language and it is very different from English. I did not start speaking English daily until I was 18 and my tongue was already trained in Thai. Interestingly, as a child, I had some speech impairment. Until I was about six years old, I couldn't pronounce any word ending with hard G or K. For an example, an English example, I would pronounce the word stuck as stat. And another example, the word ache becomes it. <laughs> the G, the hard G and K ending words require you to open your mouth wider than the word ending with N or D. Apparently, I have inherited the throat chakra imbalance from the last lifetime and who know, maybe many lifetimes. To be healed in this lifetime, you're not being able to openly um, speak, you know, and, and clear your throat and just let your voice come out expressively. That is a throat chakra issue. So yay to the podcast. And back to the image for this theme, ecosystem wisdom. Becker, the photographer, shared that 
quote, as a photographer, one often returns to places where one has already been gifted with a picture. So I visited a glacier in Iceland again and was shocked by this new encounter. The glacier tongue had retreated significantly in just a few years. I wanted to know what was causing this rapid change and learned for the first time about man-made global warming. At that time, there was not much talk about this topic. However, it was immediately clear to me that we were dealing with a change that was significant for all of humanity. For the first time in the history of the earth, man is changing the climate because his doings are reversing processes in the history of the earth. Fossil carbons have accumulated over billions of years. These carbons have been removed from the climate over this infinitely long period of time. Now man is bringing these fossil substances back into the active climate cycle. This must have dramatic consequences for our habitat. I am interested in the traces that we humans leave on this earth through our actions. Global warming is one of the most important issues of our time." Unquote. Also, we just entered the new lunar node cycle of Taurus-Scorpio axis. The north node in Taurus and the south node in Scorpio last about a year and a half. The south node has to do with what we have learned in the past and now taking the lessons with us to support our journey toward greater integration that is the north node. As something ends or as we leave some situation, they become more apparent to us. We can feel the force of our past conditioning that binds us to the person, the thing, or the condition we need to leave behind, either physically and or psychologically, in order to grow and evolve as a soul. So global warming, and in particular, the rising of the water level due to the glacial melt is a major part of our ecosystem wisdom. In order to grow, we have to integrate the past while visualizing the forward possibilities. Sure, there is a lot to overcome, and some of us can easily become stuck in the never-ending doom and gloom, or we can cultivate our inner innovator via the flow of creativity in nature, such as what the photographers whose work I share on my blogs and newsletters. 
we can use the existing human technologies to connect with those who model imaginative fertility and inspire us toward self-mastery. Uranus, the ruler of Aquarius, is residing in Taurus, the sign of lands and resources, from 2018 to 2026. This period can bring a huge shift in our collective perception on issues regarding land preservation, self-preservation, and human extinction. These are all Taurus and Taurus North Node issues. This time can also initiate a big upgrade to human innovations and technologies. And these are areas of Aquarius to address supply chain issues, food shortages, and climate disasters. With both Sun and Mercury journeying through the early degrees of Aquarius this week, we might take their cues to cultivate mental health. The more at home we feel in our skin, the more comfortable we are with our ideas and visions. And this brings us to the very beginning of this week when the sun and moon oppose one another and we can see the full light of sun in Aquarius reflected through moon in Cancer, the sign of home, safety, and the structures which allow for our feelings to freely flow. I'm talking about the full moon in Cancer that opposes the sun in Aquarius. This week ends with Sun conjunct Mercury retrograde in Aquarius, famous for being blamed for all kinds of glitches. Mercury retrograde is actually a force for rewiring our neural pathway. When everyday mundane connectivity gone awry, like forgetting where we just left our phone, sending out an email to a wrong recipient, or taking a wrong turn on the way to the usual destination, we are actually being invited to open our mind to the journey. When we are caught in a tunnel vision or being too rigid about our goals, we can miss out on someone, something, or some situation that can refresh our entire outlook. Sometimes solving a problem is as simple as turning off the computer or the mind and then turning it back on. The strong air element in Aquarius and the cardinal nature of Capricorn invite us to harmonize with Earth, Taurus North Node, and water, Moon in Cancer, and South Node in Scorpio. By cultivating a greater ease in the body, moon, or cancer, 
and a deeper connection to the heart circulation. That is the sun. Dive into the deep sea of your own beauty via feelings and sensations to arrive at creative solutions this week. Take deep care and responsibility for the neglected child within. Find safety in your home environment. Bring ceremony to the mundanes when you click, type, text, post, or link. What are you celebrating and memorializing? On Monday, January 17th, we have full moon in 27 degree Cancer at 1.08 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The moon in Cancer opposes not just the sun, but also Pluto, the planet of transformation, death and rebirth, regeneration, empowerment, or disempowerment, and soul evolution. Full moon generally brings up higher emotional tide and intense feelings. The moon in Cancer opposing the sun conjunct Pluto in Capricorn test our emotional limit and fortitude. The moon rules the Cancer sign, while the sun connects to our sense of self and creativity. The moon connects to the people, specifically the feelings of the people who inhabit and belong to the earth. The moon is where we feel at home held in the safety of the gravitational pull, which hugs us close and does not let us go astray. Cancer is the archetypal mother, matrilineal, and all manners of nurturance, without which we cannot build strength nor support others. This full moon in Cancer entreats us to dive deep into the ensouled body, however uncomfortable. The more uncomfortable we are in the body, in our sensuality and pleasure, the more urgent we need to nurture ourselves through the shadow work, diving deep into the subconscious and unconscious to unearth shame, guilt, angst, and terror. Sun conjunct Pluto opposite Moon is a revelation of how our soul has been imprisoned. Shame, guilt, and conditioned fear, the fear of neutral stimuli caused by the past and ongoing association. According to Encyclopedia of Behavioral Neuroscience 2010 by J.D. Cushman and M.S. Fancelow, quote, fear is a defensive motivational system that evolved to protect against threats in the environment and can be measured as a complex constellation of behavioral and physiological responses." Unquote. 
because the deep-seated nature of shame, guilt, and conditioned fear many of us have developed since childhood, the embryonic stage, or from the soul evolution perspective, before the conception and in past lives, these feelings are difficult to release and integrate. The only way out is the way through. It takes deep courage to respond consciously to our past self however long ago. Recently, I listened to an audio lesson from my astrology teacher, Sabrina Monarch, on the Moon-Pluto combination. I cried. Sabrina suggested that with the Moon-Pluto combination, a native is like an infant crying out to be soothed, but the comfort never comes. The infant experiences the shock of abandonment, which occur at the unconscious physiological state. Her delineation is exacting for me. My moon is in Scorpio, whose ruler is Pluto, and my dad used to tell me how as an infant I would cry so hard and long for my mom while she wasn't there. There is a backstory to this. My sister did not experience infant abandonment as I did. My mom's soul evolution and karmic bonds at that point in her life and in particular her relationship with my dad are at the heart of that backstory and at this point in my life I have nothing but love and admiration for her. The moon connects to our biological karma. Later in life, as the infant becomes an adult, the inner crying for soothing continues through the sense of insatiable hunger, which can manifest as both harmless and damaging addictive patterns in the areas concerned with basic needs, food, sex, and safety. No matter how much attention, sex, food, or any other form, the adult infant uses to soothe and satisfy, they are still left feeling empty and hungry for more. The Moon-Pluto person knows in their core that they do not need anyone. After all, they have survived their early years without much care. Yet, the contradiction, because we live in the world of duality, is that they have an unfulfilled longing to be held, soothed, and cared for by everyone. For those of us experiencing childhood physical and emotional abandonment, this full moon in Cancer is a beautiful time to practice a purification ceremony by consciously claiming the responsibility of our karmic or past conditionings, which are related to Capricorn, 
by becoming a guardian that is also related to Capricorn of our inner infant, moon and cancer, we bring the light, sun, to the shadowy emotions, moon cancer, and transform the unconscious and subconscious Pluto into conscious awareness, sun, and evolve our soul, Pluto, toward greater love and infinite spirit. Caring for our infant self involves regularly checking in with how we are feeling at this moment, what we need right now, a glass of water, a bathroom break, a deep breath, a handful of nuts or a nourishing meal or a nap, and how we need to feel as well as providing all the basic cares we need to feel safe in our own body. The full moon in Cancer shows us the difference between nurturing and comforting. The amazing Clarista Pingala Estes wrote in her book, Women Who Run With the Wolves, Myths and Stories of the Wild, woman archetype, a true companion to the moon cancer in all of us. Quote, the difference between comfort and nurture is this. If you have a plant that is sick because you keep it in a dark closet and you say soothing words to it, that is comfort. If you take it out of the closet and put it in the sun, give it something to drink, and then talk to it, that is nurture. Unquote. The past two years brought us huge changes as we cope with the ongoing and evolving pandemic, and for some of us, directly or indirectly, the long-haul covid we are also adapting and maturing with the new life circumstances and lessons, acknowledging our strength and resilience is the first step toward fully claiming the responsibility of raising our inner child, educating our mind, caring for our heart and body, and growing our spirit. On Mars Day, Tuesday, January 18th, Mercury retrograde in 8 degree Aquarius, sextile Chiron in 8 degree Aries at 2 or 3 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Have you been experiencing electrical and networking glitches as my partner and I have since Mercury stationed retrograde last week? My old iPhone 6 battery died again for the third time, so I broke down and bought a new iPhone SE because it is the most basic newish model I can afford. I decided not to back up my WhatsApp data because I don't need to 
reread all the old messages. Somehow I lost my sister's contact, even though everyone else remained, which is truly ironic. The main reason I use WhatsApp is to communicate with my sister. So I had to call a friend in Thailand and asked her to contact my sister and let her know about the glitch. My sister and I ended up having a good laugh about it, and of course, I had a great conversation, and you know, got to visit with my friend. So that's what I was talking about earlier at the introduction. You know about how Mercury retrograde. Is about neural rewiring and about opening up to you know new ways of doing things. But for a couple of days there, I was super anxious about not being able to get in touch with my sister. Mercury retrograde in Aquarius sextile Chiron in Aries can stir up a deep wound through mundane combination mishap and snafu, as my story illustrates. Mercury rules Gemini, which is the sign connected to siblings, short distant traveling, early learning, language and communication, currency flow, trade, and merchants. The archetypal Gemini is the twin and the trickster, so mischiefs in any of these areas can. Play tricks to our Mercurian mind. Mercury retrograde in Aquarius merges Mercury and Uranus, the ruler of Aquarius and the higher octave of Mercury. Aquarius is the information system, and any human and humanitarian system that both free and confine us to communicate with each other humanely in order to advance humanity via sciences and technologies. Sextile is a bubbly and gentle aspect. The condition is meant to pacify. Soothe and support the healing Chiron of our gut instinct, courage, physical exploration, self-confidence, and leadership, which are all connected to the Aries sign that Chiron is in. This transit sparks mental innovation that leads to. Personal breakthrough via the integration of the thinking process and the gut instinct by staying alert to our mental stories and refining or re-evaluating them, we might find ways to enliven and inspire ourselves and others to act in service of both our physical vitality. And social uplift. On the same day, Uranus in Taurus stations direct at seven twenty-six a.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
Uranus has been stationing retrograde in Taurus since August 19, 2021. The retrograde period is about purification, slowing down, going inward, and finding ways to improve, refine, revise, and repair in the Taurus areas. Land preservation, self preservation, physical needs and sense pleasures, food, money, green energy, livestock, the basics, the organics, and the natural simplicity. We have all been slowed down, not just by the pandemic, but also the supply chain shortages causing the prices of many things to go higher. Unless we come up with a system-focused solution, there can be a pandemic of scarcity in the near future, and perhaps this is already a reality for some of us. As Uranus turns direct, the forward momentum helps us to focus more on implementing a systematic change within our own household and daily routines. How might we create a more earth-based lifestyle where we can become more self-reliant and less dependent on the supply chain? Self-reliance is not about stocking up stuff and building a safety bunker. Uranus in Taurus is about using our genius to create a long-term solution for the dwindling collective resources due to fearful people stocking up for many centuries. It's about reconnecting to the genius, the richness, and the abundant mindset of our nature. Nature is regenerative. Taurus is the fixed earth element ruled by Venus, which connects to self-worth and personal values and conditional love. When we live in alignment with the values of Mother Nature, we too become regenerative, an abundant flow of resources. Uranus in Taurus is the merging of the Uranian mind and the gut mind or the root chakra that is the fixed earth Taurus. Allow your daily connection to earth, such as gardening or resting under a tree canopy, to inform your mind how might it contribute to the ecosystem. On Mercury Day, Wednesday, January 19th, Sun enters Aquarius at 6.39 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Aquarius is the mid-winter season in the Northern Hemisphere and midsummer in the Southern Hemisphere. Today, the Sun joins Mercury and Saturn in the sign of Aquarius and add more weight and influences to the corner of the sky concerned with the analytical and the ingenious mental activities and advance humanitarian causes. It also relates to individuation and freedom. This is a meta-level thinking, what we think about 
what we think. In evolutionary astrology, there is this teaching of the three levels of consciousness, consensus, individuated, and spiritual, within the soul evolution via its desires. Additionally, there are three stages within each level of consciousness. I have a hard time confining myself or anyone else into a particular state. It seems to me that in order to survive as a body, we need to live in and operate at the consensus level where we can participate in the structure of the social system and earn income and provide necessities and comfort for ourselves and those who depend on us. In order to live our unique gifts and life purposes, we need to individuate by thinking and visioning for ourselves and expressing ourselves authentically. And in order to age gracefully, die peacefully, and evolve our soul into the ever-expanding spirit, we need to feel the divine within and everywhere. It seems to me that if I were quick to pigeonhole myself as living the individuated or the spiritual state, which seems to be more desirable in the linear perception of the consciousness evolution, I would be confining myself to a category which is just the opposite of free thinking or individuation, right? I mean, if you're going to confine yourself to anything, that is the opposite of freedom, free thinking or individuation. And separating myself from the others, Right, me being in a particular category while um, the others are in some other categories, which is the opposite of spirituality, unity, or oneness. My meditation on the conscious soul evolution is an example of how a meta-level thinking can occur and where the ecosystem wisdom might arise. Even though the teaching of the three states of consciousness seems to suggest a clear cut of where a soul is in its evolution, evolutionary astrology teaches also that the soul's consciousness is dynamic. A soul can experience multiple states of consciousness and a transitioning phase between two stages in one or more of consciousness states. This particular teaching keeps my mind engaged in an unclear, not yet known, and complex reality. The true gift of open-mindedness is human connection. Think of how many acquaintances, friends, and family members you can not discuss social issues, health concerns, and or politics with. Remember that it's not a thought or a belief that keeps us apart. 
It is a rigid belief system at the meta level that creates the rift among us. When we are conscious of our big mind, what we think about what we think, we can free it from its own limiting process and connect with other minds, which is how our mind can become truly expansive. A big mind knows that it cannot know all. The mind is only big enough to let itself progress and revolutionize toward what it is ready to experience now. Keep your mind open and flexible for new and revolutionizing ideas to come through. Practice meta thinking to connect and include more of your future self and your capacity to advance social integration and philanthropic projects that only you can uniquely offer to your community. On Sunday, January 23rd, Sun in 3 degree Aquarius conjunct Mercury retrograde in 3 degree Aquarius at 6.51 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mercury retrograde and Sun meeting up for a Kazemi sparks a considerable amount of mental stimulation, electronic and communication glitches. It's helpful to look at the big picture and focus on the long-term goals while dealing with unexpected hiccups and setbacks. Take this time to slow down, ground, and meditate. If possible, wait for the other party to approach you. Go over your plans and the systems you are putting into place. How might they be improved? Who might you have been overlooked? How can you reach more people through your generosity, warmth, and creative expression. These questions help to slow you down and release some of the static built up physically and mentally. They may lead to your inner light bulb going off and finding solutions that defy your past limitation and expand your networks of connection, friends, and community. Remember that no matter how hard you try to fit in, there is and will always be the one unique you. Even though there are only 12 zodiac signs and 10 planetary archetypes, there is only one person who is born from the womb of your mother at exactly the same time you take your first breath, and that is you. The ecosystem you find yourself in needs you. All of your quirks and neuroses make you the unique cosmic and human gifts to be received by your universe and your people. 
Thank you for meditating on this week's astrology with me and being open to the frequencies I share. I am about three quarter way through the astrology intensive um taking and now determining whether or not to commit to a year-long program with the same teacher or complement my current learning with a program taught by another teacher. Either way, I am really excited about my future learning and how I can integrate it to my community service. I am also contemplating rejoining Instagram to reach more folks and fulfill my North Node in Aquarius. So we'll see about that. If you are a current Patreon member, please know that I am thinking of you and excited to share what I'm cooking up for you in the coming spring as well as all the seasons in 2022 and beyond. I am taking the time to reformulate my Patreon offerings in ways that allow me to continue my astrology education while being of service to my embodiment community. Thank you for sticking with me through the period of pause. I can't wait to share with you my new offerings, which I think is even more accessible and just as if not more valuable as my past offerings. Stay tuned. I will be announcing them sometime in February. Lastly, I would like to end the episode with two science influencers to honor the Aquarius season. Quote, Astrology is a science in itself and contains an illuminating body of knowledge. It taught me many things and I am greatly indebted to it, unquote, by Albert Einstein. And another one, quote, I don't believe in astrology. I am a Sagittarius and we are skeptical. Unquote. And this one is by Arthur C. Clarke. Thank you so much for listening to the end. Have a beautiful full moon and a grounded and inspiring week. I love you and look forward to sharing more soul messages with you next week.